most rootinest tootinest podcast in the west or in the south my name is ash this is episode 31 how you doing how's it going i believe my microphone is plugged in this fucking episode and what the fuck is good what's going on with me thank you so much for asking um Today, I went to Winston-Salem and I saw everything, everywhere, all at once. So fucking good. So fucking good. Easily, like, one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. And I'm so glad I got to experience it in a theater. Because sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, let's go see a movie. But then, like, you think about it and you're like, I just really, I would have rather watched this at home and not paid money and not went out and not sat in this uncomfortable seat. I felt that way with House of Gucci and I was thinking about seeing the Batman, but then I ultimately decided it would also be that vibe, but I'm really, really happy I got to see everything everywhere all at once in the movie theater. It was a good experience and I'm already ready to watch it again and I did cry. I went and saw it with Aaron and Josh, and they did not cry, but they're heartless little bastards. So, what do you expect? Um, Dude, Honey is going fucking sicko mode right now. Go off, queen. Dude, I... I don't know what's up with, like... I feel like cats are attracted to me for some reason like just like I'm a little cat magnet and they're just drawn to me but so I went to go I'm an appraiser and I went to go measure this house it was vacant and as I'm I get to this house I'm starting to measure it this cat just comes up to me doesn't have a collar and as it's walking up I can tell like okay maybe it's kind of old I can tell that its hair is extremely matted I can tell that it probably has some medical issues. Like there's like a glassy eye. There's like some weird stuff around its mouth. But it's so friendly. It comes right up to me. It's meowing at me. Um, and when I pet it, it is so fucking skinny. It's literally like a bag of bones. I can feel every single vertebrae in its little fucking spine. And it was purring so fucking loud. And he followed me all the way around the house while I was measuring it. And then I had to go inside to like do the stuff inside. And I was like, like the whole time I'm like, I feel like I should like, I would love to be at a place in my life where I can help stray animals, if animals, animals, if need be. Like I would love to be able to just be like, oh my god there's like a stray cat or dog that needs like medical attention or whatever and then I like take it home and I have like space for it 
and get it the medical attention it needs and then get it to like a shelter so it can be adopted and find its forever home, you know? And so the whole time I'm inside, I'm like thinking about, you know, do I think that I could get this cat? Should I go home and get a cat carrier and come back and hope the cat's still here? Or could I, I feel like it's too weak that it couldn't jump over my seats in my car. So like if I just put it in my trunk, which is like an OCUV, it's an SUV. So it's like open. Like if I just put them in my trunk, I think it would just chill in the trunk. Um, And then I'm like trying to think because my house is really small right now. I don't really have like a lot of rooms in my house and like there's also honey and then it's also like uh but what if this cat obviously I wouldn't let the two cats be together at all um but I just get scared about like fleas and also other diseases and and then I was thinking like because the vet you know you got to schedule it out unless it's an emergency so then it's like how long would I have to keep this cat in my house and it's like this cat definitely has medical issues like how expensive is that gonna be and so I'm like going over all this and I keep getting paranoid that the cat is gonna leave and so I kept like looking out the window and it would (laughs) it had followed me all the way to the backyard and like I'd pet it and whatever I actually like sat down with it yeah I sat down with it on the grass and like pet it for a very long time before I went inside the house and he like laid on the grass with me go inside and I kept looking out the window and he was literally in the same spot that I had left him um and then like a little bit later I looked out the window again and he was gone I was like damn it um so then like when I was done with the house again I'm still like going over all these things in my head I'm trying to decide I go back out there to see if he is somewhere in the backyard. He's like climbed up on this deck of the house I was measuring. He was just like laying on the deck. And so I like went on the deck and sat with him and was petting him. And like, he was just loving it. And I had a water bottle in my car. I tried to give him water. He didn't seem like he wanted any. Um, but so the neighbors pulled up. And so I asked them if it was their cat and they were like, no, that's Henry. That's another neighbor's cat. He just kind of like wanders the neighborhood. And I was like, he's so sad looking and they were like yeah he's just really old and it's like okay I get maybe that could be the skinny part because sometimes old cats just get like that but there's definitely some neglect going on because why is this cat so matted like it was like you would not be able to comb him out you would have to like shave him (sighs) so Ultimately, I would have been stealing someone's cat, so I did not go through with that, but I wish Henry well, and I hope that he's okay. He was so pitiful. He was so nice. He was so sweet. So, yeah, but in other news, my fucking cat is a bitch. Honey is a C-U-N-T. I'll see you next Tuesday. Um, okay, another thing that happened. This was a few weeks ago. But this is crazy. I've never had this happen. So, my dad and I have started driving separately to our appraisal appointments. So, I'm getting into the neighborhood first. And as I'm pulling into the neighborhood, I'm coming down this road. I can see someone ahead in their yard. It, like, laying down. 
And so in my brain, I was, it, I thought it was like somebody like laying down, like working on something in their yard. I don't know. And then it's like, literally like as I was passing, I like looked and it was a fucking, it was a little old man with a walker and he had like fallen over and he was just laying on the side of the road. Um, so I park at the house we're supposed to be at and then I walk over there. As I walk over there, my dad is pulled up and my dad like immediately stops and is like, well, what the fuck is going on? And so we both like get this man's walker up, help this man up. He's so fucking like feeble. And also, so we help him up and then there's just like a fucking gun on the ground. Like he went to go check the mail and then I guess lost his footing or something and just fucking fell over on the side of the road, was stuck, couldn't get up. But he brought his gun to go check the mail. Like, what were you going to do? And also, when I went to go hand him his gun back, like, he's one of those old people where he couldn't, like, fully open his hand. So, like, he was trying to grab it like that. And so my dad had to put, take his gun and put it in his holster for him. So it's like, you brought your gun to go check the mail, but, like, what were you going to do? You can't even hold your gun. What were you going to, why did you need your gun to check the mail? This neighborhood's fine. Anyways, so uh, a neighbor sees us like doing helping him, and so a neighbor comes out and is like, "Oh my god, I didn't see him laying there!" Like, blah blah blah, and um, so then this old man's like, "Oh, thank you," and then he's like, you know, moving so slowly with his little walker, and I'm like, "Fuck, does he have to walk a long way? Like, where the fuck is his house?" So I asked the neighbor, "Where does he live?" And the neighbor said, "Oh, he's the next house over on the left. That's the house that we were appraising." So this man was stuck like a little turtle on his back and we had to help him up and then we had to go appraise his house. Like, I felt so bad for him. Like, I feel, I mean, maybe he didn't care. Maybe there's a certain point where you're so old where you're like, meh. But I would have been a little bit embarrassed. I would have already been embarrassed, period. But I would have been embarrassed if those people had to chill in my house for another 30 minutes. So yeah, that was fucking wild. Never had that happen before. But uh, so anyways, let's get right into this episode. It's tourist season, baby. It's the season of the bull, baby. Tourist season. Hey, tourist season. I love a good tourist. I'm a fan of tour of tori. Tourists. Um Let's just, let's just get right into it. It's a fucking Taurus, baby. All right. You know how these fucking horoscope ones go? Messy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be jumping all over the place. Try to keep, try to keep up, bitch. Try to keep up. All right. Taurus. Second sign of the Zodiac represented by, represented by a bull. Taurus means bull in Latin didn't fact check that i should actually do that right now according to wikipedia taurus is latin for bull but also apparently according to wikipedia taurus is ancient greek for bull as well i trust wikipedia i'm sorry i do i don't care anyways taurus uh the dates are april 20th to may 20th uh during i keep saying uh just pause. Just pause. You don't have to say, uh. 
Okay. <clears throat> the dates are April 20th to May 20th. It's the middle of spring. And it, quote, symbolizes stability that is essential for growth. Taurus is a Venus-ruled sign. And it's, quote, or they are, quote, grounded, sturdy, interested in the beauty of the natural world. It is an Earth sign along with Virgo and Capricorn. Shout out my Virgos. I don't know anything about Capricorn. I'll learn about it when we get there. Here's a quote about being an Earth sign. The element of Earth is the sole purpose of all elements, since it represents a basis for each of them, for our existence, and something we all want to accomplish, materialization of our desires. Um, and here's some more quotes about Earth sign. Practical signs, I guess that's Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Practical signs that value material things, work hard, and know how to make a plan and put it to action. All three of them have the ability to be specific and concrete, expecting everyone else to share their practical view on the world and their reasonable approach. Earth represents matter itself, our physical body, and with it our finances, the food we eat, and our daily routine. Strongly set in their ways, individuals with this element have a tendency to give it to an unchangeable weight. Individuals with this element have a tendency to give it give into an unchangeable routine for years, sometimes too scared to get out of it. In a challenging mode, they will stick to habits that don't make them happy just because they are convinced they have to or stay at a job because of financial security while completely neglecting their intelligence and creativity. Yes. Okay, so um, Taurus is ruled, every time I say mm, I feel it. I fucking feel it. I'm gonna get like a little rubber band on my wrist. I'm gonna snap it every time I say uh. <clears throat> so, can I help you, bitch? Hi, Stinky. You stink. Hate her. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Libra is also ruled by Venus. And so here's a quote about being ruled by Venus. The dominance of the feminine is expressed best through Venus. Connected to all matter and our home planet. Wait. Connected to all matter and our home planet. It represents our ability to love, find beauty in all things in life, and enjoy our physical existence while creating a fine balance in relationships with other people. Its key ability is to create beauty and show us where to look for it. And when in connection to maleficent forces, it will speak of a tendency to find beauty in hardship and experiences that most people would recognize as a negative. It is the planet of pleasure, physical and emotional, and has little to do with reason and common sense. Hell yeah. So Venus the planet is the warmest planet in our solar system, even though it's not the closest to the sun. It has a thick atmosphere that creates a, quote, extreme greenhouse effect. There are more volcanoes on Venus than any other planet, and due to its closeness to Earth, it is seen as the brightest of the planets in the sky. Also, it's the only planet named after a female figure. Also, and apparently... Also, it turns the opposite way from most of the planets. Planet of love, beauty, art, peace, and harmony. Quote, Taurians? Taurians? Taurusi? 
Torians are known for their love of all things earthly and sensory. Yeah. Let's get right into the Greek mythology of it. So, I think I explained in whatever the last one was. Who was the last one? Aries. I explained that sometimes there can be multiple Greek story connections and it's kind of vague. Like that's not, there's not always like, this is definitely what it is. So this is one where there's two connected. And one of them is in the, this book that I've referenced before, Stephen Fry's mythos, the Greek myths reimagined. Um, so a lot of, um, so a lot of times the Taurus is, cause it's the bull, it's connected to the story of Zeus and I don't know how to say her name, Europa, Europa, Europa. Um, and I'm actually going to read that story from this book. So, uh, stick with me. It's reading time. <clears throat> so this is the, the story of Zeus and Europa. And, um, excuse my poorly pronunciated, uh, names for all these little Greek bitches. I'm just going to power through. I'm just going to guess. So, here we go. The king of the, three words in, three words in, four words in, Levantine, Levantine, the king of the Levantine city of Tyre, Agenor, a son of Poseidon and Libya, and his queen, Telephasa, a daughter of Nilus and the cloud nymph Nephili, had five children, a daughter, Europa, and four sons, Cadmus, Silix, Phoenix, and Th- Thassos, Thassos. Woo! The children of Agenor. God damn. <laughs> I should really practice reading the shit out loud before I record. The bitch is showing up. The bitch has arrived. The children of Agenor were playing in a flower-filled meadow one afternoon when Europa wandered off and became separated from her brothers. Her eye had been caught by a beautiful white bull grazing in the long grass. As she approached, the animal lifted its head to look at her. Something in its gaze fascinated her. She moved closer. The bull's breath was sweet and its nose soft and strokeable. She threaded garlands of flowers around its horns and ran her fingers through its thick, warmly inviting coat. Then, without quite knowing why, she lifted herself onto its back. She leaned forward and took a horn in each hand. Oh, you beautiful thing, she breathed into its ear, so strong and wise and kind. With a toss of its huge head, the animal started to trot forward. The trot soon became something close to a gallop. Europa laughed and urged him on. Cadmus and his younger brothers had been competing against each other to see who could throw a rock the greatest distance. Cadmus always won. He was an especially gifted thrower of stones, discuses, and javelins. They turned just in time to watch their sister being carried out of sight on the back of a bull. They ran after it as fast as they could, but the bull possessed unbelievable speed. 
It seemed to the brothers impossible as it must be that the animal's hooves were no longer touching the ground. Panicking, they called out Europa's name and shouted to her to throw herself off, but either she didn't hear or didn't heed them. The bull rose higher and higher in the air until it had vanished from sight. Cadmus returned home and broke the news to his parents, King Agenor and Queen Telephassa. Loud was the lamentation and the and great the recrimination. Big words. <clears throat> in the meantime, the white bull flew Europa farther and farther west from her home kingdom of Tyre. Across the Mediterranean in the direction of the Isles of Greece. Delighted and entirely unafraid, Europa laughed at first. Europa laughed at as first the ground flashed beneath her and then the sea. Europa was entranced. The journey was so remarkable that the whole landmass to the west of her homeland has been called Europe in her honor ever since. They didn't stop until they reached the island of Crete, 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 where the bull revealed himself to be who else but Zeus. Whether it was his transformation of Io into a heifer that inspired him to take the shape of a bull, we cannot know. But the trick seems to have worked, for Europa stayed happily on Crete for the rest of her life. She was to bear Zeus three sons. I'm not even going to try to say their names. Eh, it doesn't matter. That's the story. <clears throat> so yeah, it gets connected to that, but a lot of a lot of times with like... Because... Um, because the zodiac signs are connected with their constellation so usually the story somehow is connected with and this thing became a constellation so there is a second story connected to that and i feel like this story is more of the Taurus story and it's also the one that becomes the constellation so, the second story is the story of Cirrus, C-E-R-U-S. And this is, uh, I, I just pulled the story from a site. Also, any, God, ew. I can't stop yawning and like burping. Also, anytime I do podcasts like this where there's any kind of research or quoting or whatever involved, I always have the sources I used down below, whether this is YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. If for some reason you want to look at it, it's there. I got in trouble. I got in trouble for, uh, fuck, what's it called? Plagiarizing. <laughs> I got in trouble for plagiarizing in college. I'm I'm posting my damn sources. But okay, so this is just the story from fucking one of those sources i don't remember which one once there was a crazy wild bull named cirrus he destroyed everything in his path and no one could stop him everyone in the village was terrified of him because of his massive size and strength none of the local farmers owned him and nobody knew where he came from one day as cirrus was tearing up some beautiful flowers in the meadow near the village persephone who was the goddess of spring appeared to the bull and was able to tame him after that, Cirrus became very docile and patient. He did not use his strength to destroy the flowers or the village. Persephone would come back and visit him every spring and go on rides with him. As they would walk, beautiful spring flowers would appear in their footsteps. In the fall, it would be time for Persephone to be to go back to Hades with her husband. Hades is her husband. 
right? Hades, yeah. Hades? Is his name not Hades? His name is fucking Hades. That's stupid. Go back to the underworld with her husband Hades. <laughs> and Sears would return to the sky as the Taurus constellation. Short and sweet, short and sweet. See, I like that one. I feel like it makes more sense because it's like, he's there during springtime. He's everywhere he walks like the flowers are growing. Springtime. And then he goes up and he's his constellation. So I like that. Um, I don't like any story that has to do with Zeus because Zeus is a fuck boy. And even, even in that book where it was like, Europa, you know, lived happily at Crete after being kidnapped from her family. Um, how old was she? How old was she when this old ass fucking god tricked her by turning into a fucking bull and flying her away from her family? Mm. How old was she? That's what I want to know. So I never find Zeus stories endearing. <laughs> so I like the story of Cirrus the bull. He's a meanie and then he turns into a softie. And I like that. And honestly... Is that a Taurus? They could be a meanie, but they can easily be softy. I don't know. I don't know. Everywhere they walk, the flowers grow. I don't know. So let's get into the personality of a Taurus. Oh, this was a really cute um, quote I found. Taurus are the human equivalent of moss. A handmade wooden chair. <laughs> they are normally satisfied with the way things are. They embody stability, sitting in a patch of grass admiring the breeze. When everything else seems to be falling apart, Taurus are an oasis of calm, a rock of dependability. Practical knowledge and experience is their modus operandi. I think I got that from CoStar. <laughs> Cryptic. Okay, once they get into a groove, it's difficult for them to get out of it. Object in motion stays in motion. Object at rest stays at rest. Appreciative of beauty, attuned to physical pleasure, they are they like things to be predictable. They are perfectly happy eating the same meal over and over or wearing the same outfit for a week straight. They would prefer things to be consistent than chaotically good. They like to discover what they have the most fun doing and then do it to the extreme. Here's some of their strengths and their likes. They enjoy routine and stability. They enjoy extravagance and beauty. They're grounded. They're stubborn. They're sensual. They're dependable. They're resilient. They're very hardworking. Um, they're very reliable, patient, practical, responsible, devoted, loyal. Here's some dislikes and weaknesses. They can be very stubborn. They can be very... I will say that a lot of the tourists I've met, stubborn. Stubborn. They can be very stubborn, passive uncompromising hot-tempered they hate sudden changes they hate criticism they can they can be greedy um they can be very apathetic to the needs of others especially if they have their own goals they're very motivated to achieve and quote no matter their potential emotional challenge these individuals have the ability to bring a practical voice of reason in any chaotic and unhealthy situation so true um, I love a good fucking Taurus. Let me let me think of the fucking Taurus I know. Um, happy birthday, Aaron. Happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Jill. Happy birthday to my tattoo artist, Ivy. 
Happy birthday. Are there any other Taurus in my life? If I'm missing any Taurus, I'm so, so, so sorry. I love a good Taurus. If so, when someone's like, oh, my sign is Taurus, I'm like, you're a good one. You're one of the good ones. As long as you're not a fucking Gemini, honestly, you're a good one. <laughs> and I think that's the next one we're doing is Gemini. But um, let's talk about some famous Taurus, okay? And I basically go on famous birthdays and they have it by careers well I could I could pick different I could pick by age or career I pick career and so then I'll go through like youtubers actors actresses singers fucking old dead history people I don't know so basically the the way the list is made is weird and I pick out ones that I think are interesting or that I like So it's very biased, but I will note that I was surprised. And this is obviously for any, what's it called, sign. There's going to be good and bad people who are that sign. That's just, that's called balance, you know? But so some of the bad ones, I just had to note, but I separated them. (laughs) And also this is very biased to me. What I think is, this is me judging celebs and micro celebs. Sorry. Okay. Here's the good ones. Jojo Siwa, Curtis Connor, Adele, Lizzo, Sam Smith, Kalani, Janet Jackson, Rex Orange County, Rob Pat, Rami Malek, Keenan Thompson, Jason Lee, Debbie Ryan, Miranda Cosgrove, Jessica Lange, Rico Nasty, Katya, John Cena, Andre the Giant, Shakespeare, George Lopez, A.D. Bryant, Michael Che, Nathan Fielder, Tan France, and Wes Anderson. And Wes Anderson, honestly, could easily go on the bad one. So here's some bad ones. Trisha Paytas, Thomas Sanders, Ryland Adams, Chris Brown, Melanie Martinez, Amber Heard, Megan Fox, Gal Gadot, Travis Scott, Six Nine, the rapper, MGK, Meek Mill, Gigi Hadid, Black China, Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, and Mark Zuckerberg. So balance, baby, balance. They can't all be winners, you know. They can think they're winners, but they can't all be winners. Um. So yeah, that's all the damn shit I got on Taurus. Dude, this is the bad thing about uh, the Zodiac sign episodes is they always end up being really short. I, c- I could go longer, but honestly, when I... It takes me, like, fucking an hour to do that... An hour or two to do that research. But it takes me fucking 20 minutes to talk, to just read what I wrote. And I don't even write half of it. It's just fucking shitty quotes. Oh, me, oh, my. So, yeah, happy fucking tour season, baby. If you listened, thank you so much. If you didn't listen, fuck you. I fucking hate you. And, uh, yeah, this has been No Eye Contact. My name is Ash. Excuse me. I hope you have a good rest of your week, rest of your day. I hope you have a great tour season. Happy birthday to all the tourists. Keep doing you. Don't be so fucking stubborn. Live a little. 
And yeah. Any anything to say, honey? Well said. Well said. All right, we're out. Bye. Bye.